Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the 189th edition of Cinema Effect. I'm Zach, and I'm joined by the amazing Spider-Man Defense Force. He's actively defending it right now as we speak on Reddit, Jaden. Hey, howdy. <laughs> you, you can finish your comment, you know. Yeah, I know. I was, just, I, was, I, was trying to, I was trying to type out that message that we were discussing earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm still, still stuck on that one, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's all right. You have a couple of minutes of intro here to mm-hmm. nail it. Um, I'm also, of course, as always, joined by PTA's number one fanboy, the keeper of children. Bro, don't don't use that yeah. name on video. Yeah, one, You're not using that, that name anymore. Different. That one hits different now. You're not using yeah, that, like... name that, that one's. I don't even want that in the episode. That that's just bad. <laughs> oh, long time, not long time listeners already know. You know. Yeah, well, this is your last time, so enjoy it. Enjoy it, Andy. Okay. No, that's, you know what? That's a fair request. That's a fair request. Um, yeah. All right. Last time that's being used on the record, AKA Fitzy, AKA Liam. Hello. I must admit, it's been a while since we've heard the kids, you know, it's been a while since we've heard them in the cupboard. Mm. Are you muted, Jaden? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. There was background noise. So I muted up and then I made a funny comment and then, and now, uh, it's too late. Yeah, it's too late. It's gone. Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? Oh, man. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Cinema Effect, the podcast where we review and talk about a different movie every single Monday. You can find the show on YouTube, Spotify, anywhere else you get your podcasts. So uh, go ahead and subscribe if you enjoy this mess. This week, the movie we're talking about is Before Sunset, which opened in the US July 30th, 2004. It was directed and written by Richard Linklater. I always have a harder time with that name than I should. It's a pretty normal name. Um, it's a romantic drama, and the synopsis says, nine years after Jesse and Celine first meet, they encounter each other again on the French leg of Jesse's book tour. Wow. We're diving back into the Before trilogy. Second go around, first time viewers, all of us, is what makes it so exciting. So, uh, man. Jan, you were the biggest fan of the first one, I think, as I recall. Mm. How did you feel about Before Sunset? Um, so I mentioned to you guys that I saw a screenshot that spoiled it for me uh, a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was that? Yeah, um, and the screenshot was that it was, it, was, it was Celine asking, you know, did you show up in Vienna? So I knew that she wasn't there in Vienna six months later, um, mm. which is unfortunate you know, to say, um, you know, I mean, at the end of the day. It wasn't actually that significant of a thing to the movie because, like, they acknowledge it and then move on quickly. Honestly, for sure. Um, yeah. So I was happy that with that, um, um, I did really enjoy it. Again, um, this one felt much more um, real time than 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 Sunrise did because it it, it plays in a lot shorter of a time, obviously, um, uh, and it's also just a lot brisker. Like they move, it feels like everything moves a lot faster. Um, the conversations are really interesting again, um, but I think the very good ones are a bit scarcer. Um, you know, I, I, I think I think the maturity that 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 that, that has evolved and that, that that has come up, you know, across this nine years is, is evident in the in the, in, through the in the dialogue. But I'm not sure, like, you know, like if you give me this or that, I'll definitely prefer the sunrise dialogue over this one and the conversation they have there um although they do have some bangers in this one um once again leaves us in a brilliant place um wonderfully directed and 
I don't know. Yeah. I, I do quite enjoy it, but I think the, there's a little bit more hang-ups for me this time around. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm fascinated by what you just said. Okay. Um, I got to say, yeah, I really liked the film. 95% of the time I thought it was great and definitely better than Sunrise. Then, oh, like, it's it's I'm I'm a bit torn in some respects because like it's the perfect continuation. It's making all the right choices for so much of the runtime. But I've just yeah I've also got a couple holdbacks right now. They sound different to Jaden's, but yeah I, I'm I've got some hesitation at the moment. I just I want to see how you guys feel about them. I think this is going to be interesting chat, and um I don't know I, this film's very highly rated so. I'm interested to see if other people think I'm nuts, but we'll see. Um, but first, Fitzy, how did you feel about Before Sunset? Um, yeah, I was pretty into it. Um, the conversations definitely felt less intellectual or less abstract, I guess, because it's just their lives are more marked by their experiences and stuff, and it was cool actually hearing that that kind of level of depth just with you know how their beliefs have evolved over time and their their you know their relationship experiences their life experiences and stuff like that so that was cool um and i kind of like you know that the, it's not a film that's like overly romantic or it, it, it is but it, it's marked by the kind of regret from them not getting to the, um together at the end of the first one or after the first one um and so it's it's kind of got a different kind of like a little bit of a darker tone to it i guess and um i don't know, i like that about it i like the uh aesthetic as well it had a, like kind of cute orange yellow tint to it which i thought was like but mm. it marked it out from the first one a little bit um gave it its own identity a bit and uh yeah, I also just really like the uh, real time thing that Jaden was talking about. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It, it felt less like a montage, I guess, and uh, yeah. So I was pretty into it, but I, I, I was a bit like, a, I don't know if I'm just you know heartless or whatever, but I didn't fully connect to it like like uh, similarly with the first one. Like I'm not, I'm not fully in, into the. The romance i guess but they, they obviously have great chemistry i'm just not i don't have that intense attachment that like the jane might have had or seem to have with the first one or that people do have with these with this couple um but yeah the films the film's great yeah okay all right so for you does that put sunrise above oh does this put yeah where does it sit with the first one then um I don't know. They're pretty. They're pretty on par, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. But their differences are, as we've already pointed out, a few of them. They do. There are definitely differences, in a lot of different respects. Um, first of all, you bring out the visuals was interesting. Did you, did the film feel like an older film than it is to you guys? Yeah, it visually? felt a lot older than two thousand and four to me. I yeah, I totally mm -hmm. agree. I was, that struck me right away. I was kind of for a second when it, it like just as we're getting those opening shots, I was kind of like. Isn't this 2000? Like, I thought I was wrong about the year it came out for a second. Because it looks like a film from the 90s. Um, it looks like the first film. So, 
not not in terms like you're right about the difference in color, but just in terms of like I don't know if the way they the way they graded it. Obviously, it's still shot on film. I don't know, but it looked very similar to that. I thought that was interesting. Um, it is funny how like reviewing the, these movies kind of is summarized in reviewing the conversations. Um, because I do agree that overall they are less broad, I guess, in the first film. They are less, the first film touches on like just interesting philosophical questions that we talked about or we attempted to talk about uh, in the first review. Um, that was, they can sort of just be relevant to anyone. This film feels like it's much more focused on Jesse and Celine themselves and their experiences. Like you guys said, I think that's spot on. I mean, also um, we're not thirty-two. Like we are, we are ten years younger. So maybe, maybe perhaps. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps. We're in the before uh, sunrise that day. Is still, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want us to come back, we weren't going to wait ten years to review this film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe we should have. I don't know. Um, we need all, We need to wait for Liam to fuck, fuck off overseas and find a girlfriend, and, you know, <laughs> and yeah. then he can have the experience of it. Yeah, really relate yeah. to it. So, oh, so, so you think Liam's the most likely to do that? I think Liam is most likely of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you love you love going overseas. Yeah, I love going overseas. I don't like talking to people. Yeah. Okay. So you're like only one of the criteria. Yeah. Actually, that's yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind talking to people. I just I have issues. I feel like I feel I feel like Liam be really like just be like. Yeah. yeah. I don't like talking to people. You, no, you, but I, no, like I know I know you don't, but I feel like if we place you in that setting overseas and you and you and you see. Yeah, like you yeah, go yeah. reading philosophy that you like that you can. I, I feel like. Why do you say you're, you're treating me like a guinea pig here? Like we, like, yeah, you're yeah. Placing me in this. I think yeah, yeah. I think this is how we should view you. you know? No, I agree. If you if you were to do a social experiment where all three of us are put in the same situation, like like say it's like actors or something, right? Mm. Which sounds sad, actually. But <laughs> where like you put us in the same scenario, I think Lee would be the most likely to succeed in these I mean, conditions. Maybe, but Jaden's like. You know, he, he, he's a worldly. He's a, he's a cosmopolitan. Uh, you are. You, you speak fucking Macedonian, you know. You, you'll probably pick up European, like some European language real quick. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, that's true. You, you've got connections. Basically, I agree with Jaden, but it's between you guys because I stand no chance. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> I'll just, I just host a podcast, guys. That's all I can. <laughs> so, um, Anyway, in relation to that, in terms of those differences in the conversations and sort of how it gives the film, there's a few things that give the film its own identity over the first one, that being one of them. And for me, like, it's the perfect example of a movie having so, a movie having so much more value because it's a sequel, where it adds this whole different dynamic to everything. Like, before, and, and I think it's great that it sort of gives sunrise its own identity and its own feel in the conversations because then that makes that film stand out in its own way it doesn't feel like we're just retreading the same ground that's great but then inherently it's it's the perfect place to take this way if you were to do another one where you add the element of more experience between them the reunion of course just in general adds an awkwardness to the whole situation that was never there before um learning Learning, like, because we already know these characters, learning about what they've been through, learning, you know, that they both have partners, for example, and the way we sort of organically learn more and more about what they've been up to is very cool. And sort of, like, as we watch 
I mean, we get some big clues earlier, but then still, like, I feel like Ethan Hawke drops the fact he has a kid kind of late in the movie, like, for where you might think it would be. So, like, I feel like as we're watching, this puzzle is still sort of being filled in as we watch. Um, and that's just, I don't know, that's, to me, gives the film its own identity, which you can only do a second time, you know. And I think that's that's really cool. So that, in general, really stood out to me. And that was a really great choice to sort of take it in that direction. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That extra layer really just added so much to it, I think. It made it a lot better. It's just, it's especially as we learn more and more about, um, it almost gave the film this sort of, I, I don't want to keep going on and on, but I want to see how you guys feel about this. Like it almost it gives the film like this almost past lives quality in its story. Yeah. You know definitely. what I mean? That that the first one just can't have inherently because of what it is, you know? Um and so I like I love seeing that natural evolution of it, um, and how that played out. Basically, just through the fact that like they're both, you know, they're both married, they're both in these relationships, and they have to meet again. And seeing all the possibilities of what could have been, you know, that being such a big topic in this movie as it should be, you know, so it just changes the whole complexion of the relationship. Basically, is is what I'm trying to say. Um, but it sounds like. You didn't like that as much, Jaden, as the first one, because like all of that, like I enjoyed the philosophical stuff in the first one, but for me, everything I'm trying to explain here is like why I like this one better. Um, no, I, I think that's that's not that's that's not where I had the issue. I don't think because oh, okay. I, I think I quite enjoyed that, and like the kind of like, the kind of heartbreaking, all those kind of reveals of missed time and you know mismanaged oh, yeah. time, and you know they nearly ran into each other in New York. Dude, the fact they lived in New York at the same time, like I, I was more devastated than that, but by that than they were. You yeah, know what I mean? They were kind of yeah. like, "Oh, that's a shame." I was like, "What?" <laughs> then, like, like my heart broke like that, right? Like, like multiple times about the film, and like that was like one of them. Like the fact that on his wedding day he thought he saw her, and he probably saw her, man. Yeah, dude. Like that. That sucks. Um, but no, like, like I don't think, like, yeah, no, like nothing you you raised was necessarily my issue with the film. I think mine just come. Um. I don't know, actually. Um, I, I, I think quality to, quality of the conversation is one thing. Um, it just felt like, well, so they, they they answered that one question that we had last time about did they have sex or not, and apparently yeah, they did for twice, sure. apparently. Um, and but then like a lot of the conversation did not a lot, but like there was quite significant portions, and it kept on coming back to sex, and like the other one just had more variance in its dial you know you know mm. in, 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 in 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 their back and forths um I think, I think that's one thing that kind of hampered it a bit for me um yeah but i don't know i think like I, I can't think of what else it is at the moment maybe as we discuss something will, will kind of emerge but yeah I, th- I think what you're saying makes sense though given something else that we've already brought up and i definitely want to talk about is the, the real-time nature of the film in that the characters literally have an hour and 20 minutes together. Which, by the way, can I just quickly get out of the way and say that this movie being an hour and 20 minutes long, like, instantly knocks it up a point. Um, mm. <laughs> just, like, peak cinema right there. Um, but the fact that, that it's that's the real-time aspect of it, that window of time they get together being much shorter, and you feel the time passing as a viewer as well, like, adds this this sort of background urgency to it. And, and it doesn't lean into it. Like I wouldn't say the film's tense, you know, but 
Um, it's certainly still a pretty chilled out experience, but nonetheless, it does add this this slight urgency to it where you can tell you can tell Jesse is like every time he like tries to extend the film, basically. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. every time like he has a, he he needs to go. Basically, basically, he could have just left at the start of the film, like if he wanted to be like perfectly on time for his schedule or whatever. So, like every attempt he has to make, like multiple times throughout the movie, oh, you know, coming, let's go on the boat, let's take this. Uh, you, my driver can take you to your home. Oh, I'll walk in for tea. Like every single time, you can just see like in Ethan Hawke's performance as well that he's like he. It's like he knows he's living a core memory. You know what I mean? It's like he doesn't want it to end. Um, and I thought that was that was really special about the choice to have the whole film take place just naturally. And like you said, I think you said it, Fitzy, how the first one sort of in comparison feels more like a montage because it's just sort of get it all spaced out over a night. And it's like, oh, we go to this cafe and then we go to this restaurant, we cut there. And this one now, it's just like we literally spend that time, travel everywhere. And I just feel like that's even more impressive as like a from a filmmaking perspective as well. I've got some trivia about that, but... Um, it just it just gives the film this whole other I don't know yeah urgency I guess I don't I mean, know why did I bring that up sorry yeah I don't know either um, but um they they did talk about sex like a shit ton like they kind of devolved a bit you know um, <laughs> especially for an eighty minute movie they talked like oh, twenty minutes was just nonstop um, but like the conversation still had a lot of merit. Um, they were, they were more, yeah, as was, they, they were more like, um, th- there was hardly one larger kind of philosophical conversation like we had in the first one. So mm. I don't know, maybe you guys were just like missing that or something because it was always like rooted in an example or something or an experience. Um, mm. so it was, it was just more real world that way. And yeah, when you take away that montage as well, it's just like a completely different experience. Um, so you're not getting yeah. much of the first one, even though it's it's just as much a you know dialogue only experience. Yeah. So maybe yeah. Jaden was missing missing one of some of those elements, I guess. Yeah. I'm, I'm to, sorry. I just I just trying to what? I'm trying to you know you know um, get his symptoms. You know. Mm. Diagnosed. Uh, diagnosed. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, oh, but sorry, you just remind me of why I went on the whole mile rant. It's because I feel like the fact that you have that condensed time element in the film is like wh- why it, it naturally would change what they would talk about. You know what I mean? If they understand this time limit, I don't think they're going to spend the whole, they yeah. can't spend the whole night having these broader conversations about life. Mm. You know what I mean? They're like, they want to get, they need to catch up. You know, they need to get their shit in basically. Um, they need to explore all their avenues. Yeah, yeah. Everything you do for that, I, I, I think, uh, like a lot of the a lot of the conversation does feel very practice still in in in, in that in, in, in intentional. But I think there is a bit more pauses because it, it does feel some of the topics do feel like they're just off the mind, and then a lot of the, like the what they're delivering also does feel like it's it's off the head again. Is it, it, if like um as as part of that kind of reduced time thing of where you just need to get it out, you know. And yeah. I think that happens a few times in the film where like in 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 the in, in, in the feeling that they just need to get stuff out, it leads to far rawer conversations and far more like what I think is like the more natural dialogue, um, compared to especially what we got in the previous one. But yeah. Okay. okay. All the pauses, all the breakups, 
that they you know that they kind of have in that in those kind of that's they like all that kind of natural shit is granted via the uh the condensed time yeah i mean i was gonna ask if you if you felt there are any main differences if you noted any differences in like the way they performed in like like in the chemistry and and just in the way they deliver the dialogue so that's obviously a, a yes from you that's interesting I um, but you don't think you don't think they actually so Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy have screenwriting credits on this one. They didn't yeah, that, that was really surprising. Yeah, that was um, yeah, yeah, that was cool. But but you didn't when you say that you didn't you didn't get the impression that it was less rehearsed than last time because no, I, just I, I think it's still ha- it's I think it's still hyper rehearsed. Yeah, but I yeah. like um, I think the screenwriting credit really comes from the fact that. Maybe they have been kept apart for nine years, and maybe so. Maybe some of the dialogue is is real. Maybe, maybe like um, you know how you know how Ethan Hawke says, maybe you know everything in this is a bit autobiographical in the mm, stories we mm, tell. Maybe it's the mm. same shit here. Um, yeah. and it wouldn't surprise me if Richard's like, you make this more realistic. Why don't you guys choose up the topics? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what 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 what, what were we saying about the, with this? I, I forgot. Where, 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 oh, like differences in the performances. From, oh, just the yeah. Performances well, the yeah. Dialogue. I think like the the major difference, and probably what I like most about the film, is the role reversal of the cynic and the romantic. Um, and I love how when they finally acknowledge it, you know, an an hour and a bit into the film, the way that she goes on, she goes on and says that he stole her romanticism is 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 devastating. Um, <laughs> but then like everything before that, and 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 the way that you can tell she's become a cynic is. You know, it slowly breaks the viewer's heart, but then, like in 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 that in that kind of in that in that um, rant's the wrong word because it's not a rant; it's a what, what do you call it, man? This 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 the, oh you know, yeah, I know that like kind of like fucking release she has like release, yeah, I was yeah. an outburst, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Every, everything she says in there like about you know just becoming the cynic and just becoming cold and withdrawn or whatever she says, it's devastating and, and 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 i love it that was that was a very memorable scene because it's got that's do you reckon that's like the most hated they've gotten so far yeah but even then it's not that like they're not in the throes of an argument they're just no yeah no. It's, it's just that yeah but it was like it was like the most intense their conversation got i guess yeah even in the previous one i think that's why it stood out to me as well yeah um yeah, I don't know, man. Like I was so so. Apparently, they were still they were like developing the script as they were as they were shooting because they were like shoot. So they were shooting in chronological order, apparently. Um, and like they were still figuring it out as they were going, which is crazy. So like I guess it was it was very much a collaboration between the three of them, uh, which is interesting to know. But like watching, for example, that like I read the longest take was eleven minutes. I don't remember which one that would have been necessarily. Um, but there was, I noted earlier on, there was one particularly long one, I think as they were walking for the first time from the, from the bookstore to the cafe, if I recall, that was quite a long take and like watching that and like keeping in mind the trivia from last time, because as I said in the last review, I, I felt like there was a lot of improv in before sunrise and this time, like knowing that there's very little improv and it's all like hyper rehearsed and then just getting to watch them do that huge long take as they're walking down that street and knowing that like kind of, it changed everything for me. It reminded me, I think it was, I don't want to get it mixed up, but I'm pretty sure PTA said, 
I'm pretty sure I've heard PTA say at one point, like a big part of why he loves making films is because he's in awe of actors. And just like seeing that quote came to mind for me as, as I was watching them perform, because I was just like, if all this shit is hyper rehearsed and, and, and they helped write this shit, I'm just like, this is fucking unbelievable. You know what I mean? Like it just comes across as so natural on screen that it's like, it can't be overstated in my opinion. So the quality is all is all there. Nothing was lost for me in the chemistry or anything. Mm. But if it's you said the chemistry doesn't work for you as much. No, I said the chemistry is really good, but I just I, I'm not like connected to the relationship, you know. To the romance. To the romance. Yeah, yeah it's French. That's why I just can't understand Ethan Hall's oh, perspective. Ah, yeah. uh, I'm learning the language just to just to, to, you know, to, insult just to get them it better. Better. Yeah, insult them better. Did you understand a lot of the lines in this film? No, I um I I kept replaying that line later on though when they went to the apartment and like the lady who lived near the house said something. Oh uh, yeah. Like when they're having a little, you know, um court party or whatever. The sausage. That party. was that was Julie Delpy's real life mum. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Little tidbit for you. Interesting. One of the, the the biggest one of the biggest things after the first one for me was the whole meet you six months later. All right, confirmed. Terrible idea. Terrible idea. Not exchanging contact info. Terrible idea. And they mm. admit it. So I just want to take this moment as validation that mm. I was right. And that was a fucking terrible idea on their part. Nah, it's romantic though. Well, hang on. Here's the real test, Fitzy. How did, how did you feel about it? Would you still do it? Because as we've established, you you know, you're in this scenario. Um, would I still, like, knowing that it, what do you mean? Knowing that it would come out this way or? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so if you if you fast forward 10 years and you're now Ethan Hall, if you're Jesse, right? Yeah. It's like, would you still go like, oh, I, you know, I think it was still romantic. Or like, would you, could you stand by it in any way? Or would you just think you're an absolute dipshit? Oh. No, I'd probably call, well, he calls himself an idiot. So if I was Ethan Hawke, I'd also George. an idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's right. He's right and you're right because that was dumb. But uh, it was very interesting, though, to learn. Like the second he said I wasn't there, I was like, oh, he only, uh, I was kind of thought it might be a bigger mystery of the film that he'd admit he's lying later. So I thought, oh, he's lying for sure. Mm-hmm. Like he was there. But, um, but anyway, he like admitted it like 30 seconds later. So that's fine. But, um, Obviously, that was my main question heading into this one. That and, like, what makes them reunite. Which, what makes them reunite was fine. It was, you know, the book thing. I don't know. I can't ask for much more. But well, it's that interesting that, 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 you know, last time I was saying, you know, this, this would be great as a book, and then he writes a book about it, and then she complains that it was too idealized and over-romanticized, and I was like, I can romanticize the fuck out of it, you know? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It also brought to mind, like, when we talked about if – the last movie could just be a book. Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, that was all good. Just just, just so you're aware, Zach, as well, by the way, your fan is peeking into frame, I just realized. Is it really? Yeah. Hey, let me zoom in on my frame. Oh, it is. Was that there before? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, it moved. In. Wait, he couldn't have moved. <laughs> the yeah, fan didn't walk yeah, over so. there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, well, I've been exposed now. I've got a fan in my room. I try and hide because it's an eyesore. Anyway, what are you going to do? 
I should have said something earlier, but um, about the writing with the actors, you know, that's really cool because um, Mike Lee does the same thing. He did the same thing with David Thewlis with Naked, where they just, you know, they just figured out the character over a long period of time, over months, and it's the same kind of thing where like it feels very improvised and you know it's very naturalistic in in the film, but you know it's a thoroughly planned and prepared thing, um, a collaboration with the actors. So I just enjoy when directors and actors have that process. Usually, um, yeah, makes a good product. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was curious. The fact that this film is obviously takes place in such a specific period of time, window of time, and it's so important to the story as well. I had the question how long this film took to shoot. It took, the trivia here is it took a mere 15 days to shoot, which I get including Mia in there in the sense that it's short for most films. But for me, I was like, it took it took 15 days to shoot this because of the amount of you know attempts they would have done across multiple days, across multiple scenes. At the exact, you know, they have to shoot at the exact time. Mm. Um, I'm basically spoiling my trivia here, sorry, I'll say it. Since the film takes place during the mid to late afternoon, it was the only time of day director Richard Linklater would shoot the scenes in the film. He felt it added to the hyper-reality of the film and often relied on the actors to get perfect takes at the right time. I was very aware of that watching it. When it became, when as soon as it became apparent this was a real-time film, I was like, I was trying to like look for signs in in the light. I was like trying to, you know, spot where they, you know, they had some days break between shooting or whatever, and I just couldn't. Um, so that's that again, in my opinion, like makes the film much more impressive than Sunset, no Sunrise. I'll never get it right. Hmm. Um, because like in that film, you know, they were just shooting in t- a bunch of interiors and cafes and bars and shit. And it's like, oh no, you can do that whenever and nighttime, whatever. Any nighttime's fine. Um, so there was a lot more that had to go into that one. Uh, this Imagine time trying to do that in Melbourne. You get sun. Hail, sun again. I can <laughs> this up. week. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What a total mess. Oh god. It's my my favorite kind of part of the film is 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 the dog in the car, like and specifically at the moment that Celine reaches out to him, and she nearly touches him. She nearly crisps. She nearly gives in. But then you know, I think she has to remind herself that, you know. He is a married man, and that she doesn't really want. To. I think making him a married man is one of the most interesting things they they could do, um, yeah. and like with the kid especially, like because if he's married and he's unhappy, you can get a divorce. If he's married and and, and unhappy with the kid, that's an issue, you know. Um, so the dilemma that that kind of has, and but then like that is like the most devastating moment in the film when she reaches out to him, and they've both kind of just dumped everything and released it. Um, yeah. Um, sorry, I had more to say, but it's kind of gone because oh, in a second. No. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'll quickly just uh, – Jaden's going to miss this very important life lesson that he's perfectly led me into, but I've got some more trivia here. Uh, for those I, – I forgot about this detail, but Jesse has married a woman because she became pregnant and they are now in a wedding crisis. This parallels the story he told him before sunrise about his parents marrying because of his mother's unexpected pregnancy and their subsequent divorce. Uh, shotgun way. So, shotgun way. Jane, I just read the trivia about how Jesse has become exactly the same as his parents with their with their marriage. If you recall, so good good life lesson there, folks. 
what the lesson is, I'll let you construe that for yourself, but, you know, there's something there for you. Have a think. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's one. Mm. That's one for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, le- leave the rest in the comments, mm-hmm. if you like. Um, For what you were talking about, Jaden. So does, does Jesse describe... I think it is right. He describes like the dreams he has about Celine in the car ride as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they were the most. That was probably the most involved I felt with the film in terms of like the relationship aspect and like you know wanting them to be something, and it kind of it leads me into one of my holdbacks about the film and one of my issues right now, and that's because. Jesse describing that dream, the fact that he has this recurring dream about Celine, um, is the first time. Like, obviously, like obviously, you want them to be together. This is going to be a hyper subjective thing, and I want to get because Fizzy's already sort of in a different place to it. So I'm curious, but I understand that broadly speaking, we kind of want them to be together, right? But him describing this, I was like, I found it so striking that I was like. This is the first time in this franchise I've felt so strongly like, for God's sake, yeah, just be with this woman, please, for the love of God. You know what I mean? And do what must be done, no matter what. Because he's there, you know, like it's one thing to go like, oh, think about, oh, I met this girl once and she was great and, you know, what we could have been. You know, that's one thing and like the film touches on that and discusses that a lot and that's in all, takes, takes all different angles on that idea and that's great. But then now we're like in the realm of, okay, he's literally breaking out in sweats every night because of this girl. And it's like, Jesus Christ, like this is now taken the next level to where it's just now, it's just, it's almost too much for me. And then when we get into her apartment and she's like, what, what is it? I've got a little waltz. Is that what it was? A waltz? Is that the word? And God, now she's written a whole three minute song about him. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, I must admit, it was totally hilarious when she just said Jesse in the song. This made me laugh. Um, but it's just like, okay, this is far beyond like any potential argument that could be made. So I guess, I guess the core interesting conflict that I've found interesting about this film and about the whole relationship in general is that there's always that doubt of like, well, what if it's just a fluke? You know, uh, what if they end up hating each other in the long run? You know how they bring these ideas up to each other? And that's always interesting. But then after this now, I'm just like, dude, there's no argument. Get out of here. Just get together. You know what I mean? It's it's now almost to the point where it's annoying to me. So I felt the film went way too hard in the end on, like, just making it so fucking painfully obvious that can you guys just... Now you, now it makes me feel the characters are dumb for not just, for not just getting together. You know what I mean? It sort of changes the whole way I perceive this relationship for me. Um, so, I guess, okay, I'm just going to leave it there for a second. I guess it, it can also link to how you feel about the actual ending and what it means. Um, but, okay, Jane, how do you, how you feel about what I just said first? Um, feel free to bring up the ending too, so I'm going to bring that up in a second. Anyway. Well, I think that's why the kid was introduced because I think I think without the kid, yeah, they seem dumb for not cutting everything and just getting together. Okay. Um, look, obviously, I'm not, I'm not really one to speak here. I don't have I don't have a four year old child and a and a partner of nine years. So I don't really know 
which is like, but I imagine divorcing with the kid in question is a lot harder. Um, so, um, I don't know, in, in regards to them being dumb for not getting together right then and there, I, I guess I disagree for that fact. I think, I think that they both know that they should be doing the proper thing. She knows that she should be, you know, respectful for her partner and he knows that he shouldn't be mm. reaching out for as much as he is but he, he he gives in like almost entirely well he does entirely by the end yeah. um where she she only starts giving in at the very end um so dumb no but frustrating obviously you know uh, yeah okay okay yeah. you you make me feel no that's a great point because you you, <laughs> you make me feel self-conscious about the fact like i was basically just arguing for a man to ditch his kid um and like it's really obvious that you should <laughs> so no you raise a great point in that there's def- definitely an ethical question to it for sure i mean it and depends like, how much you like the kid very true so there's definitely an element there to it but it, oh, i don't know if i can say this this is terrible i do so that's a very valid point having the point in mind still i would argue that you ditch the kid. You know what I mean? I would argue that this is this is now so far beyond like work where the kid where the kid has a bedroom, work that shit out later. You know what I mean? I feel like you just gotta do this shit. That's my opinion. And maybe uh oh god, I gotta be careful like uh, future partners of mine don't clip this shit, you know what I mean? Anyway, yeah, Liam, <laughs> keep, keep, keep keep this conversation, this timestamp in mind just for whenever he rocks up with the girlfriend, you know. Just... Fitty, please save me. Um, but he loves the kid though. It's like he, he describes it as like the best part, you know, the most love he's ever felt in his life, apart from um with her. So I don't know if he's a, he would ever just you know snap a finger and do that. Um, but I guess if it's affecting him that much, you know, um, maybe you should. But isn't it just lost you know, after all? You know, you want this guy to go. <laughs> Uh, and then abandon his life over uh, fleeing. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, Celine did want a horny guy, so. Mm. Is he's, that... very, he's very horny, yeah. He fits that mould for sure. Um, okay, okay. Well, that, I mean, that I guess that leads us into the ending because my instant reaction was, what the fuck? I didn't like that. And that, and when I say that, I mean the final lines and the cut and the fade, I should say. Um, uh, it was jarring and underwhelming in my opinion, but I feel like it can also potentially be saved by how you interpret it and like and like what happens after it. You know what I mean? So that's why I wanted to ask you guys how you felt about it, what you think it means for them. Well, I don't think it felt jarring or unsatisfying. I think. I think I think her saying you're gonna miss your plane in in, in that in a Samara fucking role play, and him and his simple response of I know you know like Han Solo, you know <laughs> maybe maybe you like it better now Zach because he's like Han Solo, um you know like I, I think it works so brilliantly to both their characters and I think it's a like an extraordinary place to live off and I think having 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 a film that can leave it, it leaves you on it like having 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 to be able to do it twice to leave you on such a compelling will they, won't they kind of like situation of will they be there at the train station or will he catch that plane, you know? I think I think that's it. That, 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 that's, that's amazing. You know, it's spectacular that they were able to do it twice. And I think they did do it twice really successfully. 
Okay, all right, interesting. Okay, I'm getting the I'm getting the feeling I'm I'm a you know in the minority here. No, I yeah, it it didn't feel totally jarring. Um, it wasn't how I expected it to end, but um, I do I, I do like the last line and how it's kind of ambiguous. Um, I didn't really enjoy the Nina Simone roleplay, but um, you did or you didn't. I didn't really. No, yeah. no, I thought it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Ending the movie with that was kind of uh, an odd choice, but um, yeah, you know, I liked Ethan Hawke's a lot. The kind of the the subtle zoom in was cool because they only do that in like you know key moments, like in the first film they they zoom in when they first like see each other and that kind of thing, because um, the cameras are like you know usually always still and it's just about the conversations, obviously, so. Uh, you know, that was a cool last, last moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. You've made me realize maybe, maybe the Nina Simone thing like ruined mm-hmm. it for maybe me. It was just oh, that. Be, oh, I'm not even, I'm not even joking because for me, like I literally, hang on, let me, what did I write? So she's doing the whole Nina Simone thing, right? I wrote this as it's happening. I wrote this note. I can see finding this endearing, but this sequence in Celine's apartment has lost me. And then I wrote that note, and I'm, and then three seconds later, the movie ended. And it's like, oh. Like, I didn't at all feel like the movie was about to end. And it just like, and that would probably took me out of it so much because I was already thinking that and then writing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So, I don't know. Matt, I probably probably didn't appreciate. Like, if you take, like, cause I, I think those are good points about the actual end ending. If you were to take that just by itself. Like I could see enjoying that, you know what I mean. But probably because I was maybe because I was part distracted, maybe because it, it shouldn't have been led up into that moment by probably the the least interesting aspect of the movie. Then you know. But I I am pe- I admit I am picking that apart. But it is also the end of your film, and I think that's pretty important personally. The feel of the end, you know. Yeah, I, I actually I, agree with you. Like yeah. I think I think that the role play went on too long, and it was a little uh, annoying. But Thank um. You. Maybe it's like a, a metaphor, you know. She can't say what she really needs to say without, you know, filtering it through a uh, performance or something. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Maybe if if yeah. something's bad, you just make something up. You know, that's what I've learned. If something doesn't make sense, you just kind of, you know, theorize. Yeah, I just right. I, I just, I just up and like so, like she died and like I. I, I I already felt it, it might have been like late 2003, I think I saw the date was. So I get, I wonder if that's because oh. like they, like they, they didn't mention that she just died. So I wonder if that's like one of the things the actors added in, like, like they would just, die, she died while they were shooting or something. Yeah. And like, that's why like they chose to end with her and like, maybe she was like, maybe, maybe they were really like Nina Simone. Like and right. that's why like, you know, that kind of sequence might be a bit off. A spontaneous creative decision. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's the only reason they have their writing credit. <laughs> the worst part of the movie. Yeah, great. No, I don't think so at all. But um, okay. But okay. But how do we feel about what it implies, though? And and because I do like it in the sense that it again leaves me very curious about the third one and where they'll be. Um, because it, it 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 raised another like you know ambiguous situation for that again, much like the previous film but a different one, you know? So it's like, 
I really got no idea. I guess it would be weird if the third film took place and they've been like together for years, right? You know what I mean? It has to be like another reunion scenario, I would think. Isn't that like the whole thing? Well, I don't want to hypothesize because, like, I know. You know, I saw another screenshot. No, I didn't see the screenshot, but I, but I, but I've, I've read the description before, and I've and like. Oh, okay, okay. And like, it might the the wording okay. of the description kind of makes it seem one way or another. So I don't really want to go into it. Mm, okay, okay, okay. My running, uh, my theory is is that they spend that is that they do get together for maybe some time, but then they break up. And then it thus, and then thus they reunite again, and and therefore, like the sort of new dynamic in the third one is like, we tested this, we gave it a go, and it didn't work. And that's sort of yeah. the whole thing with the third one. That's my guess. Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as Jaden, because um, oh, I think sorry. I've I've like, you know, known about the last one for some time. Um, okay. But okay. the real question is, where are they gonna, you know, what European city are they gonna be in? Well, I also know that because I read oh, the description. Oh. Is it a European, you another European city? You, you guys want to take guesses? Wait, so, it is, yeah, it is a European city? It's in, it's in Europe. There's, it says a country. It doesn't say a city. Oh. Um, I've, I've, I've seen the poster. That's all I've seen. Mm. And it's it's the poster of them sitting there, like, sort of next to water. Like, um, It reminded me of either Italy or Greece. Personally, yeah. Do you want me to confirm or no? I just leave it there. No, I'm happy. I'm happy for a confirmation. No, but let's but let's put in an official guess though. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Italy. Mm, I'll say um, I'll say Croatia just to be different. It's not. It's not a bad guess. Yeah, no, it's Greece. It's Greece. Oh, I didn't want to steal Zach's answer. They went full mom and me. Cool. Okay. All right. Damn. Well, thank you for that. Um, we brought it up a bit earlier about how all this shit is autobiographical, as Jesse says in the film. This is a bit of a longer piece of trivia, but I feel it is pretty vital, actually. So uh, bear with me here. In the movie, Jesse confesses to Celine that he wrote a book about their meeting nine years before partially in the hopes that she would read it and re-establish contact with him. Like Before Sunrise, this is based on events in director Richard Linklater's own life. He had once spent a night walking and talking around Philadelphia with a woman called Amy in 1989. Though they initially stayed in touch over the telephone, they lost contact eventually. In 1994, Linklater shot Before Sunrise, based on his night with Amy, and like Jesse in Before Sunset, Linklater was secretly hoping that Amy had heard of the movie and would show up at the premiere. But she did not. When Before Sunset was released, she did not show up either. It wasn't until 2010, before Linklater started production on uh, Before Midnight, that a friend of Amy who knew about their story contacted Linklater to tell him that Amy had died in a motorcycle accident on May 9th, 1994, at the age of 24, a few weeks before he started shooting Before Sunrise. <sighs> Damn. There you go. I think that I think honestly that's that's pretty cool. Like it's you know you know what I mean. You know what I mean. It's pretty cool to know have that story and like in terms of what Richard why he's making these movies. You know it's pretty cool yeah. and, and how it all sort of connects to the story and everything. Fuck, would you be able to make a third one after finding that out? That's crazy, dude. Because he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, shit. 
Yeah. Dude, that's that that, that information that fucking chills through my body like like now. <laughs> Imagine that actually happened to me, dude. Oh. That'd yeah, be a mess, man. dude. Fuck. That would be and just yeah, and it's I guess it's like the power of <laughs> well to make a weird comment, but it's like the power of knowledge, I guess, you know what I mean? In terms of like if you had just learnt this one this fact of something that happened, it's so it's all about when you learn it. And like how that could have changed everything. Like, because he, he, for years, what hoping she was going to turn up, right? Mm. It's like, it's all based on the fact he didn't know, you know? So it's like, mm. if he hadn't known how that would potentially change, like, would he have even made this movie if he had known? You know what I mean? Would yeah. he Would he still have an interest in telling the story again and continuing the story with, with sequels if he had known? Pro- I, I've got no idea, but possibly not, you know? The movie might be very different too. So... Yeah, I think it's very. Well, the first movie would be the same, but the second movie would be very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. The second movie would would either not exist or be very different. Mm. Yeah, I don't know they did talk about some philosophical sh- stuff in this movie, like you know they brought out the Buddhists and desire. Yeah. You know, sure, sure. That was there. She's a commie. She's a commie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um... On the commie thing, um, uh, like Ethan looks like um, I like his sense of humor and the, the character's sense of humor in in both movies. I guess like oh, yeah. those kind of jokes and the way he kind of he when they're talking about the fact that he has a kid, he's like um, he's sliding down the railing of like the stairs, you know, like I'm a so kid. Glad you said that. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's like they're having the most serious. Um, you know, the conversation is the most serious re- information reveal that they've had yet, and he's just like <laughs> sliding down the railings and the on the stairs. It's fucking, it's great. His character's just like such a goofball, you know. So, 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 him revealing his kid in that moment was for the audience, right? Because like, she, she, she already knew he had a kid because she read the article. True. So, like, what are there any other things that you think are for the audience rather than for them? Rather than the wife reveal as well, obviously it functioned in the same way. Mm. But, um... No, it's well, the only thing's the article, right? Yeah. So I guess it's whatever was, it's only what was in the article. Like, I guess the fact he's an author, but that's pretty clear from like the first yeah. 30 seconds. The sex reveal, I guess, as well. Sex reveal? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because we were talking about how they cut away in the first one. Yeah. Turns out that um, sex twice in a public you know, park. I can't remember. Absolutely what did I think? Feral. I think you I, thought I, they did. Did you? No, I think I thought they didn't. No, because I, I, I thought that they didn't, originally. But you were arguing against it. I was arguing with you, but I don't remember which, <laughs> which side yeah. we were both on. We disagreed, though. Um, yeah, I don't remember. I really don't remember. Anyway, well, God, it was only three weeks ago. We're old. Maybe we are 32, man. Honestly. Well, um, that was one of the best parts of the movie for me when they were like arguing over their memories and they just couldn't remember the exact details, you know? Um, well, apparently. Well, I, don't, I don't understand why she lied there. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well, she said why, yeah. but. I mean, yeah, but like, is, is that something that women just do? Yeah. 
Or is it a French thing? Uh, I've already been in trouble enough today, Jade, and I don't need to comment on that part. <laughs> oh, God, I'm not trying to ruin my whole reputation. I did like the line, uh, you've become a total horror, though. Yeah, do you like the way that the Netflix subtitles spelled horror? Oh, yeah. What was up with that? I don't know. Is that the correct way to spell it? Well, horror. Yeah. I think oh, so. it is? Because, I mean, like, HOE is, like, the, 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 the Minecraft thing, you know? Yeah, the Minecraft one. But, but, like, I always, I always assumed that it was just, like, the same. No, I, I don't No, think I don't think... Well, yeah. So, hang on. What is that... What's Santa saying? What? Oh. You know what I mean? Well, he's just having a jolly good time. With his hurries. Yeah. It's just a natural expression for him. With his three hurries, he named them all the same thing. Oh mm. man, Dixon, Dasher, and, and fucking Prancer. Yeah, <laughs> so it's random. Okay, all right. I think. I think. Does that mean we're done? Yeah, I'm done. I, I, I'm getting that vibe for sure. Um. Okay. Let's get to our final verdicts for before sunset. I, I promise I'm not joking. I actually get stumped every time. Jaden. Um, I think I might have like missold my position earlier in like my kind of like like I, I, I do quite like this movie. I think I think at the start you were fishing for a bit more like negatives from me when I kind of expressed like my, my, my less position on it, but like I still My apologies if so. No, no, like like I mean I think it could be me. Um but it's still an eight out of ten for me. I think it's still like really great. Really loved it. Where like I had a similar thing with it um, that I did with the first one, where like I was kind of going into it just ready to watch a movie, but then was instantly grabbed again. Um, so that was kind of magical to have that replicated um, as well. So yeah, eight out of ten for me. And an hour and twenty minutes. Yes, for sure, for sure. Man, oh. I was going to give this an eight so easily, and the ending bummed me. I'm not going to lie, but. No, nah, I'm going to stick with an eight. I think it's only fair to it. I think I think I might be being a bit unfair if I hang on to the ending too much. Um, and, and like, there are positives in the ending. I like the arguments you guys made, and I and it does leave me curious for the next one, which I think is important. So, and so I, you know, ninety five percent of it I thought was really great. So yeah, it's an eight from me as well. Fitzy. Yeah, um, I'm in the same boat. Uh, I'll, I'll also give an eight, um, which I guess means I did. Enjoy it more than the first, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it was great. It was great overall. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. everything before Celine's apartment, I definitely enjoyed more than the first one. Like it, definitively for me. So, oh, sorry, just mentioning your like it reminds me. I love her apartment so fucking much. It is it is so distinctly early to mid 2000s and it is it is it is atrocious the color and the way everything is slammed together but i love it because it reminds it, like it just like i don't know like it, it's it's honestly kind of rare to see that kind of it, like interior style in anything because it feels like it was like mostly avoided like but like if you look at like shit from the 2000s the early 2000s you see how vibrant like and like you see the color and like the eclecticness of everything that they put out like you see like like 
one of my favorite shows is, is Black Book because of how oppressively 2002 it is and in the in the in the, in the interior design of some of their rooms um so i loved seeing that um it wasn't as it wasn't to the extent that of black books which is unfortunate but like actually seeing that 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 early 2000s kind of gapping style between retro and kind of modernism um you know it, it, was, it was it was welcome in in in, in, in my opinion because you so rarely see it nice Nice. We need that, that. That segment needs a name, like Jaden's Architect Corner or some shit. You know what I mean? No, but that's not. That's not interior design. That's just, that's just me interior. being attached to the two thousands. Is it? No, no, no. Nah, can't you can't say like your your expertise didn't come into play a little bit? You know. No? I don't think so. Interior uh-huh. design. No, you don't really do design. No, I do. But like, no, but you wouldn't really do decoration, would you? Or do you? Yeah, two extents. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You see, you see a similar thing in like high fidelity, although that's obviously um, vital. Um, but like the the colors and stuff like that. Oh yeah, this with this the eclecticness. Yeah. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Let me tell you, if we can do it, anyone can, and that's thanks to Zencaster. Like a lot of other podcasts out there, our show is recorded over the web every week. But trying to record a podcast with platforms like Zoom and Discord can be an audio quality disaster. I'm sure you've heard some of the podcasts I'm talking about with long delays, sound cutting in and out. It is not pleasant. Zencaster captures studio quality sound for all of your guests right from your web browser. Zencaster's multi-layered backups ensure you always have your recordings in the highest quality, even if the connection is unstable. And with Zencaster's all-in-one platform, you can create and distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations all in one place. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use our code cinema effect to get 30% off your first month of any paid plan. That's zencaster.com slash pricing with promo code cinema effect with an E for 30% off today. Feel a sense of zen with Zencaster. Let's get into news chat, people. Do we have any chance of having this podcast be quicker than the movie at this point? Nah. What do you reckon? Oh, no chance. I'm speed run it. <laughs> no. I don't know. I reckon there's a chance, but uh, let's see. Oh, we don't want to rush, but you know, um, we we can talk about some trailers. We all saw the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer. Hmm. How did we feel about that, Fitzy? You saw it. Yeah, I actually met the um, set decorator. Um, oh yeah, that's Australia, right. Yeah, so yeah, I actually yeah. have a personal connection to this film. No, it was pretty great. Um, you know, we saw glimpses of the a more, you know, a more modern, darker version of the, you know, the first 1968 film kind of seeping in where the apes um, hunt the humans in, like, tribalistic fashion. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and, yeah, the CGI was pretty... Pretty great, I felt. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, it looks like it's, it's, it's uh, telling a pretty cool story, like against uh, kind of, I guess it's similar to the other ones, you know, leadership kind of squabbles, but it, it feels, you know, it's, it's just fully on the ape, you know, scale ape society now. It's ape v ape, you know, it's yeah, trying yeah. to bring down the corrupt kind of system kind of thing. So. 
the corrupt which we know which uh, how, how does this work Jaden? because are they actually going to go straight into the 1968 film was that like always their intention or is it is it is that just kind of like a possible future hold on i need to think back to how the the original fight play out in the end i have no connection to the first films at all so i've got no idea so i, I didn't even i mean that makes perfect sense i didn't even really think of the, of this in relation to that so so my takeaways were like ah oh, now it's like the whole thing's just reversed it's like now like the like the apes are prejudicing the uh that's not a word uh the humans you know what i mean yeah so in the the way the the, the original five are it's kind of cyclical I guess is 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 what you'd say about the events. So I think so 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 so. With in, in regards to your question of is this leading into the first one, I don't think it it can't fully go into it given what we've already had, but it just looks like it's like very heavily like it, like there's stuff that 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 is very clearly from the first one, and it, and it does majorly seem like the first one is just that. Mm. It it's not like the, the same continuity. No, yeah, it seems like but... the first one with the yeah with context of the modern trilogy yeah yeah okay okay right yeah well it wouldn't really make sense much sense if it was completely um continuous because uh you know it would kind of make the the plot of this this movie void because in the original one as you said zach it's kind of it is just that like the the apes have a whole religion that deems humans it's kind of like inferior and like the corruption all over ape society is like embedded you know and kind of unstoppable so um it feels like you know this, this plot of like anti-corruption or like whatever you want to call it wouldn't really make sense for this film if that's what they were going into um because it obviously wouldn't didn't work out um so i guess that's cool i was just inspired by it that that, that main ape character like looked exactly like caesar Which man? The, the the one that helps the girl, or the one that's? Yeah, I think so. I think it was that one. The, the, one of the one of the apes, like they kept cutting to it. I'm like, dude, that's a Caesar. Like, did they just use the same model? Like, like a younger Caesar? You know what I mean? I mean, how many how, how distinguishable are, are apes on on your day to day? They are pretty. No, go on. They are pretty <laughs> distinguishable in these movies. I don't know. I was like, I, I was thinking, like, is it Caesar's son or something? Like, it just looked like spot on. Um. By the time this film rocks around, I think Caesar's son would be pretty old, wouldn't it? True. True. I feel like it has to be related. I don't know. It was like, it was, for, in designing these apes, they're very intentional about it. I feel like they wouldn't create one that looks so similar to Caesar. Mm. Yeah. Something. I don't know. But I saw the dude of my, uh, the, 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 what's the guy's name? My favorite dude. Is it Morris or something? What's his name? Right. Uh, like the orangutan. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. His, Maurice, what's it? I think it was. Yeah. Maurice. Yeah. Dude, I was like so psyched to see him back, you know what I mean? And he like speaks better now. He's like, weren't shit. So hang on, if he's around, then how much time has passed? Well, maybe that's like Maurice's grandson. Maurice's grandson, Morris. I don't know. Yeah. They all look the same. Who knows? Anyway, I'm sorry, Jan, what do you think? Sorry? What yeah. do you think of the trailer? Oh, yeah, pretty banging. Yeah. So, wait, Fitzy didn't see Deadpool and Wolverine. No. Jaden, what do you think? Um, 
like it like i honestly don't remember much of the trailer um okay. i remember he has a birthday party at the start and I tva remember, oh there's tva stuff that's right that's what most of it is yeah yeah. Um, and then I remember Wolverine rocking up at the end as a shadow. Uh, Do we actually get to see him? I don't think so. Uh, no, we saw him from behind in another shot as well. But yeah, yeah, no. That's a, no. Yeah, I can't really speak to it because I don't really remember the trailer, to be honest. Yeah, no, nah, fair. Um, I didn't really like this trailer. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know everyone loves like losing their mind over this movie, but like, it doesn't do much for me. Look, Matthew McFadden was there. They got oh, yeah. pretty hyped. That was pretty cool. Um. Side of that. How'd you say his name, by the way? Is that Matthew? That, Mc... I've definitely got it wrong before. But I think that is actually how you. Um... Holy shit! Yeah. Once again, I've just always put the Y before the D. That's yeah, crazy. yeah. I've done that. Yeah. I've done that. That's for nuts. sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm pretty confident I've got it right now. Um, so yeah, that's great. But so the whole thing with this trailer is that Deadpool's referencing he's in the MCU, and he's talking about the fact he's in the MCU in the movie, which I, okay. I get it's Deadpool's thing that he breaks the fourth wall, right? But this is like my whole, th- this, this is my musicals thing, guys. This is the breaking of the reality of your, of your universe. You can't, I, I can't stand this shit. I can't stand it. You can't have Deadpool be there in the Marvel Cinematic Universe saying, he's the line where he says, well, I'm going to save this. I'm going to save this whole movie franchise or something. And it's just like, but he's there in like, in the actual MCU saying it. You know what I mean? Like, but, but you can't do that. That's how he functions in the comics as well. Though. That's how he always is. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I just hate it. I can't. Like, it, I didn't care when he was off in his own little Fox world where, like, nothing connected. And it was like, whatever. Like, that's fine. It's his own little movie. Now, you can't come into the, you can't come into Avengers Endgame world and be saying this shit, man. I don't know. Mm. Oh, like a little nerd who's butthurt. Yeah, breaking, breaking his little brain. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably the most accurate. It is breaking my little brain. I get it's Deadpool. I get that, like, you probably, fans of the character probably wouldn't want it done any other way, and that's fair. I just don't like it at all. Like, I'm not I'm not down to go and watch a two-hour movie of Deadpool referencing he's in a Marvel movie. I'm just, no. He's probably going to say some shit like Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. I'm just, I'm just going to fucking lose my mind, like, honestly. Anyway. Because there are like multiple lines in the trailer like that, basically that. So, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> On that note, let's not talk about the fantastic forecast <laughs> and uh, just get into highlights of the week if we're happy with that. Fitzy, what have you been watching? Um, I watched the... Uh... Escape Room movies, which are uh, pretty good, pretty good. Um, they kind of, you know, they remind me that they're, they're set piece focused, set piece based kind of films, like you know, Final Destination and Saw, kind of, which is, I guess, Final Destination that series is kind of what got me into this genre of of movie. Um, so. Um, yeah, I just, uh, enjoy this type of movie now. And this was, these are, these two are pretty decent. Like the first one is a bit, I don't know, it, it's a bit bloated or whatever. It, 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 it's a bit, uh, air in parts. It's definitely not a film I'd recommend to you, Zach, but like, it's still fun. 
Um, I feel like the second one doubles down on the fun escape room aspects of it. Um, and it's just a lot kind of grander in its, in its, uh, you know, in, in its rooms and its, its environments. So, uh, that's the same thing, but yeah, um, they're both very fun movies. Um, they kind of have this corny, uh, you know, um, like company that's like controlling everything and they basically can't escape the rooms and you, you, you know how an escape room works. You kind of have to find the clues and it's, uh, it's, it's very cute. Um, escape rooms are fun. I've been, to, I've been to one escape room and it's very fun. It's a fun idea for a movie. So in conclusion, um, very fun. Is this the way of like begging, like, you know, you can just put it in the chat anytime if you want us to do an escape room, you know what I mean? Yeah, we should. Yeah. I'll put it in the chat right now. I thought, I thought that's what you were going to say. I thought this is where we this was going. We do an escape room. There you go. I put, I put it in the chat. He put um, it in the uh, Zencaster chat, by the way, Zach. I don't know okay, thank you. That. So he's lying. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Wait, so there's, okay, there's two of these movies. I've seen a trailer for one of them for sure. Where they're, they're like on a train or something. That's yeah, that's the second one. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. They're like it's. Uh, I think the the most it, the most you you'd like relate to it would be um the most it would remind you of would be like uh like now you see me, kind of, and how it kind of always like tricks with you or kind of, even like um. The game, I guess, is a bit like this. You know, it, it's a more yeah. Trick, I guess. True. I mean, the yeah, second one more so because the second one kind of fucks with you a bit. Um, so yeah, I just think I remember liking the roster of characters of the first Escape Room more. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. I haven't watched the second one. Maybe I should. The second one's got more like generic kind of deaths. Like the characters that die earlier, kind of more generic. Mm. I guess, yeah. I've got nothing to say other than I'm still watch. I watched a few episodes of The West Wing this week, and I don't know how I've seen like none of this show and it's already peaked. But anyway, I don't know. Like I'm honestly concerned. Of like, like what's left? Like, what else can it do? I've got a hundred episodes left, and I've seen like the best shit I've ever seen already. So like, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I'll try not to talk about it every week because I'll be talking about it every week for like a year till I finish it. Jaden, what have you been watching? I watched all the president's men i i, I guess we should about that um which is a it's a it's a it's a, it's a film about the uh the, the the whole watergate uh you know shenanigans oh, yeah. um it was it was interesting to me i like my my knowledge of watergate is pretty minimal it, it, only how it affected kind of the world outside the u.s and not kind of what actually happened there um so following this film is, if you have no clue what Watergate is or any like kind of other prior knowledge, it, it, it is difficult. Um, but then I was like, I was reading like other people's comments and like apparently like it, I think it is meant to be difficult in like to represent like the kind of like the way the investigative journalism worked and that just kind of weaving so many threads and then how older information is then you know re contextualized through the new information like it is meant to be confusing i think is 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 what people have landed on i guess some people landed on dumb people perhaps um 
so yeah I, I i got lost many fucking times um especially with like so many names that like you'll just never hear in your life oh. and never hear again um but it was like still very like cool to follow the investigation and like to have a good newsroom drama um you know that kind of stands opposite to the post is is, is great um you know said in the same time period um you know oh okay spielberg yeah. really should have looked at this film for an example of what a good film uh, is um but the 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 the, the main duo the, the um uh robbie redford and uh the other pack, the other guy. Um, Dustin is it Dustin Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman, yeah. That black bloke, yeah. Um, they're both great, really entertaining. Um, and like the whole, the, the, like all the, the dynamics of the newsroom is, is uh, really fun. And uh, I think like the scandal itself is, is cool. I always assumed that Watergate, you kind of lose what it is. Like, like Watergate was the Republicans trying to bug the Democrat building. Like I always assumed it was something way more. Like it, it was just essentially like in, a spying, um, mm. and that that then led to documents being uncovered to show the extent of the spying, and then that ultimately collapsed the whole regime. Um, whereas in my head, when I heard Watergate, I just I don't know, I was assumed it like way worse. Um, yeah, I, I honestly didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was it was it was, like, it was it was fun to learn about. Interesting movie. Yeah, you know, it's great. Yeah. Good. Cool. Okay. Very good. It's on my list. Yeah, I want to check that out. Very well directed. Yeah. <laughs> Now, as always, we hand the show over to you with our question of the show. Last week, we asked you, what is your favorite Ethan Hawke film? Aiden said, recently watched Leave the World Behind, exquisite film. Is... Aiden, are you joking? I just... Help me. Help me. Is... Hang on. Is... is Aiden on Letterboxd? Does any... You guys have... I don't, I don't have him on my... Like, I don't think he's full... I don't know. <laughs> Aiden, hit a sub if you're on Letterboxd. Hang on, I'm going to type right now to him. I need he's, to know. I don't. He's not. He's not on anyone's like like following or followers. Any any any. He's got to join us on Letterbox for sure. Anyway, even if he's not. Hang on. Are you on Letterboxd? And I'm like, Fitzy, I'm actually going to send it in the right chat. Okay, I need an answer to that from Aiden. We'll see. Because um, mm. that was honestly going to be my um, my obligatory joke answer, but we'll see. Anyway. Um, Andy said, wait, no, Luke said, I'm sorry, Dead Poet Society, but also shout out to Glass Onion. Glass Onion, are we happy to disqualify it from further conversation in this discussion? Why is that? He plays a very vital role. I'll take that as a yes. He's um, confident okay. man. Confident man. Is that what his credit was? Yeah. That's great. Andy said, not my favorite Ethan Hawke film that probably belongs to Before Sunrise, but my favorite perf- uh, my favorite performance of his is for Training Day. Despite being overshadowed by Denzel, he was just as amazing. I swear, oh jeez, I swear he has a main character. Okay, um, wait, oh my god, I swear he was a main character in that, but he got a Best Supporting Actor nom. Feel free to help me out. Second favorite performance is Before Midnight. Nothing big or special, but I personally liked him more in the trilogy. Look forward to that. We will. We will. Okay, hang on, Jaden. Thumbs down. You threw me off. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, uh, 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 training day is overrated as fuck. I just yeah. When I when oh, I, I agree with to it, I just didn't well, didn't vibe with it completely at all. Just wasn't I what I was that. expecting. Didn't like it. Didn't like the story. Mm. Mm. 
I, I mean, I liked it, but I agree. I don't. I didn't see it as a classic or anything. Mm. I mean, Denzel's great, but you know, mainly because he's like super. He gets all the charismatic shit to do. You know, Ethan Hawke's just kind of there. He's kind of the. He fills his role. He's the guy who needs to learn because it's training day. You know what I mean? <sighs> wow. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Basically, if I, I learned by looking at all the Ethan Hawke films I've seen that I haven't seen very many. No, I was shocked at how little I've seen as well. Yeah. I've seen nine of his 113 films. <laughs> so that's terrible. I think um, I want 10. Oh, well, I know uh, we've done a few of them for the show, so I know there's some crossover. But um, anyway, I feel like, Liam, you've probably seen the most. I would imagine. Yeah, maybe. 20. I'm on, I'm on 20. 20. Well, there you go. Wow. I need your. Now, is there? Is it just Boyhood? Or is that you got another answer? Uh, wait, it was in Quisha. Um, yeah, it is just Boyhood. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Um, I haven't seen Boyhood in a while, but I used to watch it, like, every year pretty much. Once or twice a year in high school. Um, so I used to be really attached to that film. And, you know, it's just, it's just awesome. Um, but I do have yeah. other shout-outs, like... He's, he's pretty, he's pretty, um, he feels pretty much himself in, in, in boyhood. I mean, maybe he, 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 he fits this kind of, um, uncommitted dad role, like really well in that film, but he does, he does feel like his usual, like philosophical self. Um, but his best performance I think is before the devil knows you're dead, which is a, um, film with him and. Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's a Sydney uh, We May film. Um, he plays like the scared brother in that, and he's just really great. And it's like one of the films I can think of where it's just uh, quite different to how it usually is. So that's my honorable shout out. But yeah, I love Ethan Hawke and like, you know, anything is in pretty much. It was like the best part of Leave the World Behind. Um, yeah, not a great movie. Sorry, Aiden. Um, I didn't really enjoy it, but um, yeah, he was he was good in that. He was he's pretty much good in everything. So, yeah. True. Ethan Hawke was in the Guilty. Was he a voice? Uh, a Sergeant Bill Miller voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, my uh, looking at this, mine's Gattaca. I've just come to this right now. I've realised. Hmm. I, I need to spread my horizons more with uh, with Ethan Hawke, though, for sure. But uh, Gattaca's a great movie. I love that. I love when we did that on the show. Check out our review. But uh, that's the answer for me, to be honest. I don't think anything... I mean, Dead Poet Society is really good, so that's a good shout from Luke, for sure. That's honestly the only other one that comes close for me. But I am inexperienced, like I said. Jaden. Um, well, I'm in the same boat as Andy, where like before sunrise is, is 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 the best one. But to give a shout to something else is a is a is I'll go sinister, um, which is a the 2012 horror film he he started, and it is it is fantastic. I love that film so much. I rewatch it often. Um, really? he's great in it, but the horror in it is great. The whole like found footage, not it's not sorry, not found footage, but he finds footage, um, of like 
murders and like they're all like so well directed like each each like kind of murder scene and like the kind of terror that unfolds in the story that it tells is great and like i want to see ethan hawk in more horror films and like he is in the purge i guess but like the purge isn't really like you know um but like i love sinister i love it so much i'll always like give it a shout when when um when people talk about horror films um i think statistically it is one of the scariest movies like in terms of, like average heart rate um but it's great oh wow it's so great um yeah I have just found it here. Cool. Okay. He also plays an author in that one, if that uh, helps. Yeah. That is interesting. Well, you know, he's an author in real life. Is he? What's he wrote? He, he's, he's written, I think he's written a couple of novels. Oh, really? I think. I'm pretty sure he's written a couple of novels. So that's, that, there you go. There's another little tidbit there for you. But yeah, that's cool. He does. Well, yeah, he's actually in a lot of movies. Yeah, like in general, he's not. Uh, he's not taking the Leo schedule. You know what I mean. He needed the money to feed his daughter, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I love when Fitzy said earlier his role in Boyhood's kind of just him, you know, negligent dad. Yeah. Um. So that was good. But uh, I mean, he plays that role really well, though. Um, you know, he like he's the dad who fucks off to Alaska and. You know, sing songs and shit. He's, he's... Yeah. But it's interesting that Maya chose to take his last name instead of Thurman for the acting role, you know. True. Well, I mean, to be... Okay, well, do you disagree with that choice? I think Thurman gets you more pull, so I guess you want us to go the anti-Napoleon way. Hang on, do, do you really think so? That's what I'm saying. You oh. think Thurman gets her more pull? I think Uma Thurman is, is, is a far more famous name than Ethan Hawke is. Really? I guess, okay. I just like totally disagree, but like I don't, maybe I just don't know. I think, I, I, I think, I think in, in our little film world, Ethan Hawke might be a bit more, you know, well-perceived. But right. I, think, I think when you take Pulp Fiction alone, like Ethan Hawke doesn't have a Pulp Fiction. Ethan Hawke doesn't have a Kill Bill. Ethan right. Hawke doesn't okay. have a Gattaca. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I get what you say. Okay, I get what you're she, saying. Like, I think Uma Thurman's far more iconic, you know? People don't write songs called Ethan Hawke, you know? Fall, fall, fall that Boy wrote a song called Uma Thurman, or, or, or they, they reference her anyway. Okay, all right, all right. No, that's fair. I honestly hadn't thought about that at all. But I, I no. did disagree I mean, everyone, everyone, knows Dead, everyone, knows Ethan, everyone knows Ethan Hawke, everyone knows Dead Poets Society, but I think... If you're... When people think of Deadpool Society, they think of Robin Williams. I don't think of Ethan Hawke. That is true. I honestly didn't know he was in the movie until but Luke wrote it. I agree with you. If, if, if her last name was Thurman, people would give it more pause and say, you know, is she Emma is she Thurman's daughter? Because, like, Hawke is, is, is just a more mm. generic name and Thurman is, like, super specific mm. and yeah. Um, yeah, not very popular. But uh, Ethan Hawke is still... You know, my mom would know Ethan Hawke. Uh, she might not know Irma Thurman. She probably would, actually. She'd know both. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. But then you go, name an Ethan Hawke film, and they go, oh, I don't know. Name it Irma Thurman film. Oh, yeah, pop fiction. Yeah. That's true. I suppose. That's true, yeah. And it's true. I mean, I think, are we forgetting the most important part here that Maya probably had no say in the matter? What do you mean? Why would she have a say? Why, why wouldn't she? Well, she's... Given the name of birth, 
Like yeah, but then when you, when you oh, sorry, sorry, all actors use their real names when they act. Oh right, okay, no, I get what you're saying. Okay, but hang on. Well, now we're talking about it. She's at risk of deeply offending someone. <laughs> Potentially. What? Well, if she, if she if her real name's Maya Hawkins, she goes actually, Dad, do you mind if I pinch your mum's name for my career? It's like, no. And he's like, yeah, sure, go get that bread. Yeah, I, like, uh, okay. get away more. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's a big deal. I feel like you can't just do that. Riveting conversation there. Mm. I love like it, it's one of those. It is actually kind of fun to talk about, but it's one of those things where like you're never going to get actually anywhere discussing like how famous someone is because we're only based on our own perceptions of who you know what I mean, who we talk to and shit. But uh, I think James James gave him more credit than I would because I honestly didn't agree. But yeah, you're probably right. As always, we'd love you to submit your questions, thoughts, and all reviews for next week's film in the YouTube or Instagram comment section or. Join the Discord server. This week, the specific question we'll be asking you is, or rather, Liam and Jaden will be asking you is, and I'll be answering, how would you feel about attending your 10-year high school reunion? <laughs> Let us know. What are the odds that you're going to have to censor particular names in Andy's response? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, big. <laughs> yeah, there's going to there's gonna come a day where we have to like actually censor his Discord comment as well, you know? Because the Discord gets too big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, right now it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. We're on the cusp, Liam. Come on now. Um, Okay. That's it for this week's episode of Cinema Effect. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Liam, what are you doing next week? Um, So we did did a little poll this week. Yeah. Gross Point Blank, my film versus uh, what did Jaden Foe like? Who's gonna pick Foe? Um, Doesn't matter what Jaden picks. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, we know who's gonna win anyway. Um, I want to call into question the integrity of the uh, of, of the poll. I think mm-hmm. Liam's stealing the election. We got a Trump supporter right here. Um, but yeah, Gross Point Blank won, of course. Uh, just another, you know, an- another win in a series of victory so yeah the streak continues where do i watch this film that i'm being forced yeah to i need to know, i need to know as well that's on disney plus ah yeah. Yeah. see he lost the poll and, and and now he wants to question the integrity and it's also on disney plus and he's disney's you know number one hater so yeah but we're really sticking up to the to the Jaden here i think disney plus probably has the best ui of the streaming services no 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 it's netflix yeah but disney plus has the has your watch list as the second option from the home whereas netflix you have to click through to the bottom for the watch list. yeah that is actually i do agree with that and is it inconsistent where it's placed as well like i feel like sometimes it's higher than other times what yeah. the netflix watch list yeah do you is that wrong That's not- i mean when you open the menu not when you scroll through the not when you scroll oh, through oh, things, oh. yeah. My apologies, yeah. but do you agree with me that when, you, like, if you were to, just oh yeah, yeah. From... if you do it from the home, yeah, then change it all the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Disney's probably second. Yeah, Netflix might be. I like Stan. I, I think Netflix's recommendations are way better. Now, uh, Disney just recommends the same shit. Yeah, 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 for mm. sure. I agree with that. Stan's good. Stan's good, apart from when you want to use it on the TV. And then the watch list is just all in a fucking row. 
and you have to go through every single film one by oh, one. I thought for sure you were going to say when... No. <laughs> when RuPaul... What's your true problem with Stan? The true problem with Stan is the amount of fucking RuPaul shows there are on Stan. And how they blast through you speaking of the blast second through, Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my... Yeah, because you can't turn off the bloody thing on the TV. You have to mute the TV. And it just starts playing fucking RuPaul's Drag Race or RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked or Australia or Australia Untucked or Germany or Europe or fucking every other single I swear to God, I'm not even joking, do you swear to God that when those like ads play, the second stand opens, they're actually like plus 10 volume? Then like mm, if you were just to start They've got got to be, man. (laughs) That shit's nuts, man. Oh, I totally agree with that. Anyway. Okay, so there you go. You got your film to watch this week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, God. Okay, appreciate Liam and Jan for joining me as always. Have a great rest of your week and goodbye.